You got the chill. The chill, chill, chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. The best is required regardless of the circumstance, and that's the situation, so we got to get our mind right for that. And hopefully we gave the guys a heads up yesterday in terms of making sure that you get the proper nutrition, the pop, proper hydration, so that... It's Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. He's Matt Hamilton. I am Jim Rutledge. It's Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The Monster Blue, you know what to do. And that's Crush a Coors Light. Absolutely. I'm crushing it today. Jim. Jim. Yes. I need to point out. Yeah. We are out of Coors Lights in our fridge. I am paid in Coors Lights, and you guys are not holding up your end of the bargain. Are you sending out the bat signal is what you're doing? I'm sending we out have a lot the bat of friends. signal. From uh, Coors Light to listen, you're setting out the bat the bat signal for, feed me some Coors Light. Yeah, it's in the contract. I need the Coors Light to give you a quality radio show like I've been doing for the last year. We might have come across the issue with the show. <laughs> He's Matt Hamilton. I'm Jim Rutledge. We're live from the Everlight Solar Studio. You can see that on the stream at uh, Jim and Matt on Twitter. Also ESPN Madison on YouTube. I'm sure at times we'll be on TikTok throughout the show. And you get to the show, 844-770-3776. Matt, it's hot. It's too hot. hot. I know. And for some reason, today I'm going to go golfing. You are? Yes. uh, So, yeah, that's right. Because I told you I was going to Pat McAfee it up today, and then I remembered I had golf league. So you can't can't be so inappropriate to wear a tank top (laughs) to your golf league. But I can to work. Exactly. But to office, absolutely. That is how I like to – that's how I've, like, carefully constructed my life. That I can feel comfortable wearing a tank top to work, but still not careful enough to wear it to like a golf course. Is that the life of a, a lifeguard? Like literally, you <laughs> at your country club, yes, you cannot wear your tank top when you're actually on the job, but or no, you can wear it when you're on the job because that's the only time and right. only job where it's appropriate to wear a tank top. Well, I don't think it's the only job that's appropriate. I think radio host fits. Thanks, Pat McAfee, for carving the way for all of us that want to wear tank tops in radio. I feel like I mean he doesn't go. Like, we're in the Spark Building. We got like real people here and everything. Like you know, yeah, I do. Feel, it did feel a little weird walking from like the parking lot all yeah. the way up the elevator. Like it, it, it doesn't feel comfortable until I'm in the ESPN studios. You're right, yeah, right. Your safe space. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When I'm a bunch of uh, amongst a bunch of American family employees who are dressed profes- professionally, I do feel a little. <laughs> Out of place. You can't even <laughs> say professional. <laughs> well, I, I, I just... The only professional I want to be is professional curler, okay? So, obviously. Um, <laughs> Matt, I want to sound more like my dad than I really want to, but... Uh-oh. What, did you sleep in that shirt? You have a real... <laughs> Like, uh, like, I don't know if we can. I don't know if we have the ability to zoom. Yeah, but maybe we can get a it's photo. It's a little wrinkly. I was hoping that the humidity of the day <laughs> would kind of like de-wrinkle it a little bit. I don't so, understand. It was hanging. It was hanging in my closet. Well, so I don't know why it's so wrinkled, but yeah, I'm going to throw my wife under the bus. It was Jen's fault. <laughs> <laughs> because it looks like it, it's a cool shirt. It looks comfortable, and it is. On God, why don't you stand up? Because Ryan is zooming in on the stream. You can see oh, yeah. it. Don't pull it out. Like it is wrinkly, folks. It is a wrinkly shirt. It looks like Matt <laughs> yeah, Hamilton really slept in the in the shirt. And uh, so we are fully aware. Matt Hamilton, <laughs> the blame for this, one thousand percent your wife's. On Jen, yes. Okay. So we, we can get that. Anyone who's listening and wants to tell her, you feel free. <laughs> I would, does she do laundry in the house, or are you just yeah. blaming her? Okay. Well, here's the thing. If she found a dirty dish at the house because I'm in charge of dishes, she would 100% blame me. She's the laundry queen. She takes care of the laundry. All right. Well, so I'm going to throw, throw her under the bus. 
Ryan Wallerstein is supposed to be our social media queen, or, or I don't know, something with a show. Social like, media queen? Well, sure. he said it's the ironing queen. I was oh. thinking you, I was okay. just kind of bringing it okay. over there. But we had said before <laughs> okay. the show, let's get an Iron Jack poll question posted oh, up for the show. Oh, you want it before the show? I we, thought Matt we were going to intro it. Matt and I were on it today. You guys were, that's true. Yeah, we were ready to rumble. But this way, if we do it a few minutes before the show, then we have like a few results before okay. everything gets rolling okay, in well, there. Okay, well, it is now in the field. All right, 844-770-3776. I'll give you credit on that because Alex... He had it queued up. Yeah, like Alex just would have forgotten and just been <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I didn't know you guys... And then like had to type it up and everything. Ryan is legit. Like, he was ready to go. And then he owns it. Yeah, but Alex he also... defends said, himself, yeah. why it's okay that he did what he did. So Ryan, we'll take your, your calls, 844-770-3776. Why is Wollersheim better than Alex Strofe? We'll take your calls on that, 844-770-3776. You can give a lot of different reasons, whatever they are. But, um, Matt, why is Ryan better than, uh, than Alex Strofe? Because, because Ryan, as he may... Eaton bed has never admitted to it on the air or the show, so we have no grounds for that. Okay. Alex is an open book. Wait, he loves what? to tell. Have you ever had spaghetti in bed? Spaghetti in bed. That's or, not or, a euphemism. Or, that, or is little, that is a literal. <laughs> or steak <laughs> in bed. Uh, Again, not steak? a euphemism. Literal question. Yeah. Um, those are only dinner table foods. No, why would I eat those in totally bed? Totally agree. <laughs> steak in bed know. sounds like it would be the hardest thing of all time. I How agree. That? We agree on the show. We we and Jim agree with that. Alex, I think his since since living with Taylor, I think he's figured it out. I think Taylor's just so used to teaching children that that's like how she Ooh. became attracted to Strofe maybe at one point. <laughs> she just reminded her of her day to day. Bringing her to work home. It that, just made her very, feel very comfortable with Strofe. That is a very good insight there from Ryan Wallersheim. It is. Uh, 844-770-3776. Why is Ryan better than Alex Schoff? will take your calls on oh, that. Owns his mistakes. That's there you go. the number one that's, reason. That's what I'm going to go with as well. And was actually like ready. It was, on, it was actually now back on us. Like He subtly pointed out that it was back on us because he had it ready to go. I know. Yeah, it was typed up. It was yeah, so it wasn't like a it was fake, there. like a, a strofe where like, he pretends it's our <laughs> fault when it was clearly his. Right. In this case... <laughs> it was 100%. <laughs> Probably our fault. We didn't communicate it properly. But our first Iron Jock poll question, Matt Hamilton, because yesterday we asked the question, what are you more excited about, the Badgers offense or the Packers offense? And in a landslide, I feel like it was over 70%, it was Badgers offense. Over 70? Yes. It, like the, wow. The excitement. Because I think if I was going to use one word to describe my feelings for the Packers offense, I'd use curious. Yes. Not judgmental. <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely more curious about curious, it than I am not judgmental. Uh, excited for it. So It's going to be different. Maybe we'll do that later in the show, but I want to know right now, what part of the Badgers offense are you most excited about? Is it the new scheme? Is it Tanner Mordecai, who I still always just want to call Tanner McAvoy because we still know Tanner a little bit because we do <laughs> some things with vibes, and he was the quarterback uh, kind of at the tail end of me covering the team on a regular basis. So Tanner Mordecai. Uh, the new wide receivers, we put that one in there because you could have D- DK as, you know, as still he still feels new in this offense, but you have so many receivers to pick from, a lot of freshmen, a lot of transfers. Uh, there's a lot to be excited about with the Bryson Green, a transfer from Oklahoma State is making uh, a, a lot of a splash with this. Is it CJ Williams, a transfer from USC? Yep, I always want to call him Kay- I always get Caleb Williams and CJ Williams picked up my head <laughs> yeah. because they're both wide receiver, both from uh, USC. Right. Both yep. uh, you know, Williams is the last name. Both have a C to start the name. It is really testing my old man brain. So CJ Williams <laughs> with that one, and uh, there's you know there's other receivers as well. Uh, I think a Spalding receiver from Oh since, Will Pauling. Uh, Pauling. He's going to yeah, probably see? be their starting slot receiver. For so the he's Rangers. another one that in there. But then you have uh, Kansas Lewis and. And other players around as well. So there's a lot to be excited about. Then running back, which I think my vote's going to go running back because I said this yesterday. My bold prediction, and we'll take your calls on that as well, 844-770-3776. You can text in as well. Give us your bold prediction, like an offensive stat, like how Matt was so wrong last year where he said Amari Rodgers is going <laughs> to catch like 500 yards receiving and you know 40 catches or whatever. I don't think he has that in his career yet. But I want to know. <laughs> you I wanna, you're right. I want to know from you Badger fans. Give us some realistic uh 
bold predictions for the Badger football team offensively. Like for for an example here, I predicted it yesterday. I want to roll with it again today. Braylon Allen will average six yards per carry for the Wisconsin Badgers this year. Right now, for the career, he's like a four point six, and I think that'd be higher. Usually, by the end of the year, he's kind of worn down, and it just gets a little bit harder for him to knock off big runs because he's beat up so much. I don't think that'll be the case this year. So, I think he's going to average six yards per carry for the Wisconsin Badgers. And my prediction was that Tremay DK, thousand yard receiver with ten touchdowns. I like that one. Yeah, I mean, what did he have six jump, last year? And he had eight hundred yards, seven hundred. I, I thought it was like seven hundred yards. Yeah, I think he was closer to six hundred, right? Because even though he was the leading receiver, like he still only caught what was it forty passes? Yeah, maybe? the passes pass caught was not high, but the rest of it was higher than I thought. Yeah, he was explosive. I mean, a lot of it was thanks to I think it was that Northwestern game. So, he had about two hundred yards in that one game. I'm pretty sure. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. How you get into the show? Tell us why Warsham is better than Strofe. You also can tell us. What, what you like, what you're most excited about with the Badger football team, and then also tell us what about the, you know, give us a bold prediction on that, 844-770-3776. Make a guess, Matt Hamilton, of what the yards per carry average was for Melvin Gordon rushing the football at the University of Wisconsin. Well, if Braylon was a 4.6, uh, 4.1. Are these stats real? Good God. Can I just... No, it is 7.8. Wow! 7.8 yards... Wait, sorry, that was yards per carry? Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm at, I'm at uh, sportsreference.com. Melvin Gordon. These numbers don't seem real. As a junior... But, I mean, so at one point in his sophomore year, or his redshirt freshman year, he had 62 carries for 621 yards. Matt, you're not a math major, but... It's you, like 10 yards a carry. That is exactly 10 yards a carry, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, that's pretty impressive. 343 yards or 343 attempts his last year at Wisconsin. 2,587 yards rushing, 29 touchdowns. Uh, wow. Right? Huh? Yeah. That's insane. What was the year that he had Russell? Did he that was not Russell? his last year. I think that was, I think that would have been a year before when he ran for 1,600 yards and 12 touchdowns. Because that year, I believe Monte was, uh, Melvin's last year here, he was kind of the bell cow. Right. I, believe, I don't believe there was another back of like his caliber because at some point in his career he overlapped with White and Ball a little bit as well. Right, 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 right. So, man, look at just a little. Those numbers are they almost like I have to like feel like I got to double check them, but I mean that's a real site that has uh, real stats on there. Those are mind blowing. I'm I'm excited for this because Melvin, or I mean, excuse me, Braylon Allen is. I think a lot of runs are going to be opened up. Like the fact that we have this air raid offense, like great. I still think we're going to be a fairly balanced offense. We're it's just gonna they're going to scheme it so they can't load the box on on Braylon, and I think he's going to run amok. Like I don't think he'll get as many touches as last year, but I do think he's going to have very similar yards because defenses are going to have to play the Badgers a little more honestly. So that's another part that like excites me the most is just the fact that we are going to be able to sling the pill, or at least the, that seems like the plan. Yeah. That's going to open up the run game for the best player on the team. So Eric and Madison chimes in 30% more offensive plays than ever before for the Wisconsin Badgers. I like that one. So they're going to run actual plays 30% more than uh, they normally do. I, I think that's a good one. Uh, so this is crazy. 33, I mean, this was the record, or still is the record, I believe, for Monte Ball. 33 touchdowns in a season. Single season. Running, just running. Overall, he had 39. That is so many. <laughs> yes, it's a lot. Uh, 844-770-3776 uh, is how you can get into the show. He's Matt Hamilton. I am Jim Rutledge. And if the mountains are blue, you know what to do. And that's Crush. A Coors Light. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Asking you to give us a bold but realistic prediction for Badger football this year. Sadler of Pat McAfee fame. <laughs> Sadler Bell, if you missed it, was on the Pat McAfee show yesterday. Did a good job. 
Great wish job. We, wish we'd have gotten a shout out to Rutledge and Hamilton. But otherwise, it was it was good. He was good on there. Hopefully, he still listens to the show. He did chime in. So maybe we should change uh, his uh, name in here of Sadler of Pat McAfee fame. Uh, as far as in our talk and text line. Yeah, 844 770 He says Braylon Allen will get 5 to 10 yards uh, plus after contact per game. Oh, wow. That's a good oh, one. That's a, yeah. it's, it's like an advanced stat there, but I like that one as well. And well, I mean, if you're calling in a Pat McAfee, you better have some advanced stats to back up your claims exactly. and stuff. So like, that's not surprising. The 608 chimed in and uh, popped back in there if you said, also, Allen will definitely be used as a pass catcher more this season. Give us uh, the name on that so we can give you a shout-out uh, with your name in there as well. I think I'm, I'm super intrigued by that because he wasn't used a ton as a pass catcher prior to this, but now that I think about it, like that's him being a pass catcher is just going to improve his uh, draft stock, mm-hmm. showing showing scouts that he's able to catch the ball out of the backfield is just going to send him higher up the draft board potentially. Could be a lot of fun for Braylon Allen to you know get a little bit more involved. Plus, it's a way again. Any way you can give your best player the football is going to benefit your team. This is going to be a way that we can get Braylon out on the outsides way quicker. There's going to be a lot of fun opportunities with Braylon Allen catching the pass. I haven't. I didn't even think about that with all of our pass catchers and kind of like the the the, the like idea of what the pack or the Badgers are going to be doing this year with Longo. Didn't even think about. Braylon Allen being like a dual threat pass catcher, also like smash mouth up the gut, gonna knock somebody over and then take five to ten more yards after contact. And I think we're gonna see a little bit more Ches Malusi. I think we're gonna see the two of them together in the backfield. I think yeah. that'll be exciting. I think we're gonna see true freshman Nate White, a Wisconsin kid, as well. So I think we're gonna see a good chunk of a mix of players in there for the Badgers. So I'm excited about it. We have uh, the yard possum from Lake Mills chimes in, and I think. Uh, maybe I was a little bit confused, or he got confused because he says JT twenty three can have stats like that and not even be a legitimate contender for the Heisman Trophy. Well, I did read Monte Ball's stats in his best season, which I believe he was a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. I know he won the Doak Walker is when he had thirty three touchdowns as a running back, thirty nine total touchdowns, and a NCAA record, and nineteen hundred yards. The stats that I gave. For, well, I'll give you JTT, Jonathan Taylor's JT23 stats. His last year with Wisconsin, he ran for 2,000 yards, scored 21 rushing touchdowns, 26 overall touchdowns. So 22, uh, 55 overall yards. Now, the back that I gave you the numbers for, which I will maintain that Melvin Gordon criminally underrated, even by Badger fans, his last year at Wisconsin, 2,740 yards from scrimmage and 32 touchdowns, 29 of those on the ground. Melvin Gordon was a Heisman finalist that year, though. So uh, those stats that I read, which I believe the ones you are referencing there, Yard Possum, were good enough to get him to be a Heisman finalist, and that being Melvin Gordon. Do you know who he lost out to? Melvin Gordon? Yes. That, uh, you probably know. Do you know? Uh, it was 2014. I'd have to rack my brain a little bit. All righty. I was Hold surprised. Um, I didn't know off the top of my head. I'll give you a hint. I was watching something recently, and I was like, oh, goodness. Was it, um, oh, man, I was, uh, was he from Georgia? No. It wasn't? He was from Texas. Oh. Texas running back. Texas. Texas. Not a running back. Heisman Trophy. Oh, Heisman Trophy. As I do the money sign in the Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel. Yes. Okay. He's from the state of Texas. Watch that doc on Netflix. That guy's a dumpster fire. Hopefully he's okay. Uh, it seems like he's turned his life around, but like, he, yeah, I, I've heard some of the like the he, stories from he was it like already. A fun dumpster fire in college, and then like a like legit concern for a safety dumpster fire in the NFL after he was like, oh, by the. And then how was he in the CFL? Uh, that didn't. I mean, they didn't even reference that. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, they didn't get to that. Right now, it looks like he might have his life together a little bit, but it was it hit rock bottom. Which so I do hope that he does. Uh, bounce back. Tommy from Cross Plains, we got his uh, name in the mix as well. Ron of the Key chimed in. He's most excited about the Badgers offense and their singing ability. Singing ability? Yes. All right, right here. Yep. You're on the phone with your girlfriend. She's upset. She's going off about something that you said. She doesn't get
she's dear Captain and I'm in the bleachers. <laughs> All righty. Uh, who was that? That was quarterback Cole LaCrue, a true freshman for the Badgers from Colorado, with that beautiful rendition of Wait For Me by Taylor Swift. What's I don't the know the name of the song? of the song. I know the girls listen to it. I enjoy, like, I'm not saying like I don't enjoy Taylor Swift as well. I just don't know all her songs. Yeah, I can't name them. Uh, she's got so many. She I mean, <laughs> it's like, it's like honestly, it's like Michael Jackson or Elvis Presley. You're like, or good Prince. God, or Prince. It's like, yeah. gee, the greatest hits, there's like... Ten hits that should be on this as well. Like, um, it's pretty remarkable how talented she is. Cole LaCrue? Cole LaCrue, yes. And I remember his recruitment. People were very excited. That was Paul Chris' big get. That was the and final. That, it was final commander of the 2023 Now, class. hopefully that, that like, young man, that kid will have a, a nice Badger career. But, I mean, right now, if you're looking at the court, like, I would say when Cole was recruited, there was a thought that he probably was the heir apparent to Graham Mertz at Wisconsin. And maybe Miles Burkett. But now, just a just a, a little nugget to tell you the impact that Luke Fickle has had here. Now, Luke does see talent in Cole LaCrue, and he's keeping him around. Yep. And that's great. But right now, it goes Tanner Mordecai, followed by Braden Locke, followed by, I believe, Miles Burkett with Nick Evers, which was a four-star recruit who went to Oklahoma, was transferred to Wisconsin. Like He's number four. And then you have... Cole LaCrue. And like when Paul was here, Cole would have been the heir apparent. And that's not right. against Cole. I'm just saying that's how much depth because every one of those quarterbacks in front of him are all transfers. Except right. I mean, Miles is not transfer. And maybe he can pass Miles up and Miles is a Wisconsin kid from the Milwaukee area. He might but he might climb up the chart, but like because Tanner's gonna leave, but that's competition. And so Cole comes in here and now he's competing for a job that's not handed to him. And I'm sure he didn't come here to get a job handed to him, and I'm not picking on him. I'm just saying like that is the effect of Luke Fickle, that a guy who was probably viewed as Badger fans in their minds, this is our next quarterback, is now a guy who is going to be fighting for a roster spot in future years or at least a, you know, a top positional top three spot on that roster for quarterbacks. And that's not a knock on him. He's very talented. No, that just shows to you the, the power that Fickle's got to bring recruits in. This is without a doubt, not even close you could give me any year, and I could tell you why you're wrong. This is the most talented quarterback room the Badgers have ever uh, seen. Without a doubt. And, you, like, you call in and tell me I'm wrong, and I will explain to you that I'm not. 844-770-3776. That's the talking text line. Kayla from Texas chimes in. And uh, 5 one, or, uh, Yeah, so uh, she says, You Belong With Me is the name of the Taylor Swift song. Thank you, Kayla. Thank you, Kayla. Being a better producer than I am. No. <laughs> better producer than Ryan. Better than Strofe. There's a, there's a hierarchy to these things. Just like the quarterbacks for the Badgers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Precisely. We thought, Kayla is we, now yeah, Tanner Moore. Yeah. <laughs> and you are Cole the crew. I'll be, I could be the crew. Yeah. I mean, he gave a great rendition of Taylor Swift. I could, I could imitate it. <laughs> Ryan's the heir apparent, but we're going to find some... Really good recruits to put them in the put them in the bullpen. Heir apparent and fourth in the line of succession for the Badgers. Perfect. Fourth string, fourth string, you might say. Fourth string producer Ryan Warshine. <laughs> so I, I just saying this anecdotally because we were giving Strofe a hard time yesterday about like his love of the preseason is only focusing on the good, but the bad players that doesn't matter, but the good players does matter. Like that sort of fan logic that every fan base has. Yeah, yeah. Pick and choose what you what you want to see and focus on. But it makes me laugh because like this right here, like when when teams practice against each other, it's always like a double edged sword. Like I read this headline and you can be excited. Sure looks like Rashawn Gary's knee feels good. Gary just beat Zach Tom with a speed move on the outside, ran right by him. Tom fell on his butt. And Gary ended up where the QB would have been, pounding his chest. Yeah. So, does Gary is Gary in great shape right now, or is Zach Tom a dumpster fire? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> like, so I like, think it's just yeah. funny. It's just one of those. You know, Strofe like, is reading that. He's like, "Well, Zach Tom's had a great preseason. And he got beat by Gary. Gary must be on fire right, right now. Exactly. Somebody bring a fire extinguisher to the Hudson Center because Gary is hot." You know why it doesn't even matter is because Zach Tom's moving into center anyway, so he's yeah. not going to be on the outside. Yeah, he's not going to have to worry exactly. about the edge. He's got a he's got one of his boys on the left and the right. Oh, he's got Elton Jenkins on his left. He's got maybe Royce Newman slash uh, Josh Myers on his right. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Only things can go upwards, guys. And I just say it tongue in cheek, but it is kind of fun. Of like that's that's How the ridiculous. How good is Rashawn Gary going to be though? 
So good. Yeah, he will end the season. I think it'll be kind of the reverse of last season. Last year, he came out of the, the gates, the gangbusters, and was kind of flatlining the last couple of games as far as actual production of sacks. Yeah. I mean, you know, he had some pressures and things like that, but mm-hmm. you know how I feel about pressures. It's you super get, important. Pressures don't get you pressure, paid. Pressure. Like, we could talk about pressures all you want, but the guys you're talked about, the greats in the NFL right now, Miles Garrett and TJ Watt and Nick Bosa, Nick Bosa, Cleo Mack a few years ago, like, they were getting. To the quarterback. Like, pressures, I understand, is a good advanced analytics stat, but it still matters more when you're actually hitting that quarterback with the ball in his hand to get a sack. Right. Like, if Gary has 13 sacks and leads the league in pressures, yeah, he's he's elite, but he still hasn't, and I think he would have last year, but he still hasn't hit double digits in sacks. Right. Like, I need both for him to, for me to put him, anoint him to the TJ Watt and others oh, level. Yeah. Yeah. Like, right now, Rashawn Gary is a good and ascending player, but he's not reached what I think some fans put him at. Like, for me, the best defensive player on the Packers is Jair Alexander. Yeah, unquestionably. And then Kenny, then Kenny Clark. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. Then, I'll, then we'll have a conversation about Rashawn Gary. But Kenny Clark, it's hard to figure out a D-lineman. But he's been All-Pro. He's been Pro Bowl. He's got the pelts on the wall. So I'm going Jair, Kenny Clark, and then Rashawn Gary as far you as could, the best defensive players. You could potentially throw Devondre Campbell in there, too. Obviously, yeah. it was one he was amazing all pro, yeah. year. But he was All-Pro, all which, again, accolades that Rashawn is not hit. Now, again, that speaks to the depth of this. I'm not, I'm not trying to get on Rashawn. I'm just saying that like he needs, he's got further to go than uh, I think he'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. I'll assume his health the will be there. The encouraging part, it seems like he's improved every single year he's played for the Packers. So, yeah. and, I think, and that's always a good thing. Yes. Obviously, his first round pedigree, you would have liked to see it a little sooner, but we did see a, uh, if that early season last year was a sign of what could be to come for a regular season. Like, yeah, maybe he was running out of steam a little bit. But maybe he's also figuring out how defenses are going to approach him now. Like, if he gets – he needs to see double teams to know how he's going to beat them. You know what I mean? So, like, maybe that was just the start of his next jump is how he's going to be that elite runner. And, I mean, I follow him on Instagram, big fan. He works so hard on footwork and speed and a lot of those drills, like, getting around people. I, I'm, I'm excited for the guy – and his work ethic, and it does not surprise me that he's already back to practice because he wants to play football, and he was working hard the second he was able to. I agree. Like Again, I think we're having the same conversation. Oh, totally. I'm just not ready to crown his ass, but I think he will be crowned. That's yes. all. I, I'm I ready think... to crown him, but anticipatory. That, they and that's, are who we thought they you're were. premature. Often. Premature coronation. Yeah, yeah. That's not a common. <laughs> that's not a common. Premature coronation. <laughs> we're counting him, right? That's a coronation. I think I nailed it. <laughs> I think I think Jim had his mind in the gutter on that one. I think I think Matt was focused no, on the ball. No, that was. <laughs> I was in the same realm. <laughs> premature coronation. Coronation. Coronation is amazing. As a medical condition, you can speak to your <laughs> physician about. Yeah. yeah Put probably a website out there for you as well. And I will say right now, our Iron Jack poll question, right now most of you are excited about the new scheme for Badger football. Rashawn Gary looking to revive his ascension to be one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. If you need to revive your business or home, it's Revive Restoration. That's right, because nobody plans for accidents to happen, but when they do, you can count on Revive Restoration to be professional, efficient, detail-oriented as they make things right again. I've got to be honest, I've got a buddy. He called me on a Sunday. He said his house flooded on Friday. He oh. came home from vacation. What? What? Three inches of water in his basement? Yuck. He started shop backing. I was like, you know what? Take a break. Have a Coors Light. Go online, find my friend Josh Duggan and the Revive Pros at Revive Restoration. They have a 24-7 emergency line where you can get your uh, project into them and they will get their people out there to make things right again. Like I said, he called them on Sunday. They had the place gutted and dry by Tuesday. Wow. And they're already starting on the renovations. They're actually going to improve their basement from what it was. Uh, So they're getting their life back on track. Revive Restoration can do the same for you or your business. There's no project too big or too small. So the next time you need help restoring your home or small business, Revive Restoration has your back. That's revivepros.com. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts.
your premature yeah. premature coronation. Yeah, yeah, that's not a comment. <laughs> that's not a comment. <laughs> Matt Hamilton, wrinkly Matt Hamilton. <laughs> are you calling me old, or are you throwing shade at my wife for being? A bad laundry woman this time. You know, with your premature coronation problem, (laughs) I think she is a saint. She is a saint. I'm here crowning Rashawn Gary. Maybe you, maybe the that's Prince a, of Sex. Maybe that's a maybe that is a punishment <laughs> for your premature coronation. Look, for a guy Matt's age, the fact that he can still coronate <laughs> is just really impressive to me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> coronating like he's still in his twenties. Like I'm still in my twenties. That's Matt Hamilton. <laughs> I'm Jim Rutledge. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains or pills are blue. You know what to do. <laughs> Matt's crush. A Coors Light. <laughs> oh, man, we are off track. Which part of the Badgers offense are you most excited about? Not body part. We're talking about <laughs> new the scheme. quarterback's arm. <laughs> new scheme. Oh, quarterback Tanner Mordecai. Uh, new wide receivers or running backs. And right now, new scheme, which I think kind of is all-encompassing, so I understand that, like... Well, also, like, these players, they're going to come and go. This scheme could be something that the Badgers are running for the next, like, decade. Much like when... Like, even if we move on from certain coaches, like, there still might be, like, a footprint for what this new Badgers offense is kind of going to look like, the way Barry Alvarez kind of molded the Badgers in the 90s to what yep. they were now. I'm expecting this here, so, like... This is a preview of what potentially the next five to ten years is going to look like in Wisconsin or more. So, like, the players, they're going to come and go. But, man, is this offense and this scheme going to be exciting to see how it unfolds. 844-770-3776 is how you can get into the show. You can tell us. You can give us a bold Badger prediction for the offense this year. Nothing, like, crazy. Mine is that Braylon Allen will average six yards per carry which is closer to what Monte Ball did for his career. Melvin Gordon was blown out of the water. Jonathan Taylor was close to that six. What we over that six as well. But I feel good about six. Yours is 1,000 yards and, and 10 touchdowns from DK. Yep. And, Ryan, what is yours? You know, guys, I think after this season, the Badgers might have an alt, new all-time single-season passing leader. The oh. current record is Russell Wilson. It's only 3,100 yards in a season. I like that. I think, I, I I think do there's like a that great one. chance Tanner Mordecai passes that up. Even though they have the two stable running backs, Malusi and Allen, this is going to be an offense that wants to pass the ball first, and it's going to open up the running game through passing the ball. And let's not forget, we I really do think our, our uh, listener, I, f- I forget who sent it in, they're going to bring Braylon into Eric that passing Madison. game. Oh, no, you're talking about that one. That was... Uh... I believe Tommy from uh, Cross Plains. Eric Madison said the other part of it, running 30% more plays probably. Yeah. So, one, running more plays is going to potentially give you an opportunity for more yards. And, two, if there might be just like little dump-offs to Malusi or Braylon Allen, and they could go for 60. So, not all these yards are going to be on – Tanner's arm. There's good, we have so much talent on this team. Sometimes it's just going to be giving the guy the ball in space, whether that's Chimray DK on a bubble screen or you got like a like a flat route to either Malusi or Braylon Allen. These guys could go nuts, and uh, we got a solid quarterback where that little short throw isn't something you need to worry about this season. Uh, at least you hope not. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the whole idea of Longo's offense is that it is getting guys out in space. And when you think about guys like the slot receivers they have, I mean, they have Will Pauling's a transfer from Cincinnati. He's made a lot of plays in the spring and during fall camp. But also Skylar Bell's still there, too. He was really good yeah. in spurts last season, basically the number two receiver behind DK. Beyond just how deep this quarterback room is, They've never probably had this deep of an overall wide receiver room, too. Maybe not like, you know, I know they had, was it Lee Evans back in the 90s? Probably yeah, the best not the recent, the recent past. Yeah, Quintez I, Cephas was probably the best, like, true wide receiver they've had in a while. But as the depth of a room, I feel like that's, this is as good as it's been for the Badgers. Yeah, I don't disagree with that as all, at all. Tanner Mordecai at uh, SMU, 3,628 yards, 39 touchdowns. So, so I feel he'd like, have the Badger record. And yep. then that was in 2021. 2022, 3,524 yards and 33 touchdowns. What is the touchdown record there for quarterback? I would imagine that's Russell's as well, Ryan. Uh, yeah, that was also Russell's. Give me one second here. And so You got a guess, Jim? I'm going to say 33. 
I'll say 38. And he's off. Ryan's talking into the microphone. For a single seat. All right, all right. I had my one, my one mistake. My hey, one no, mistake. that's a Matt Hamilton move. I appreciate that. Everything's fine. So first, everything's fine. Everything's normal. Everything's under control. Situation normal. We're fine. We're all fine. <laughs> it's so good, especially when Ryan does it. <laughs> Russell Wilson in 2011 had 33 passing touchdowns. So Whoa! Jim was correct. Boom! Jeez. Nicely done, Jim. I uh, feel good about that. A little bit of breaking news here. Barry Alvarez, no longer a Big Ten advisor in football. So uh, for the for the Big Ten, he was an advisor. He's no longer doing that starting this football season there. So, look, Barry deserves retirement. So he can kind of just actually retire and enjoy watching his Badger football team win a lot of football games from the Barry Alvarez field. It's the field, yeah, right? It is Barry Camp Alvarez Randall, field, Barry Alvarez yeah. field at Camp Randall. We kind of forget about that. but Can't forget about that anymore. Is the ice at the Madison Curling Center, will that be the Matt Hamilton ice at some point? No, no. So each sheet is named after somebody, but that was major donators and people that have helped make the Madison Curling Club what it is today. I, I don't know if I'm a part of that. There's six people that can, they had monetary contributions as well as being fantastic members for like decades and decades, so their names are on the, the ice. I don't think I'm getting my name up there. Maybe if we have like a Madison Curling Hall of Fame someday. Ooh, we can make one. There's <laughs> could, a fishing yeah, Hall could, of Fame. Like, I mean, yeah, whatever. exactly. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do that. We could do a, a Madison. Would you be in the Madison Rec Volleyball Hall of Fame? No. No, I wouldn't. I, I played yesterday, and it was, it was hot, but I would not have made the Hall of Fame. I did have a couple good spikes, though. So that was fun. Well, they, well, give the Hall of Fame a call. Give the Rec Hall of Fame a call, and you can get in there. I, mean, yeah. it's just like the you know, I play. <laughs> I've got a fish. <laughs> I want to be in the Hall of Fame. To send a picture of you in the motion of spiking, even if it doesn't matter. It doesn't actually. matter if it makes yeah, over. Yeah, it's yeah, a still. Yeah. It's a yeah, good point. It's yeah. a good point. I'm going to send in a photo of me fishing, not of me catching anything. Just me <laughs> in the water <laughs> fishing. <laughs> just that perfect photo that guys use on Tinder of just you with the fish. Just not even <laughs> how I got it. Just me yeah. standing there. Is that that's worse than Strove's microphone, right? I like fish photos. So in a, in a dating profile. <laughs> oh, in a dating that's profile. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. as bad as. It I gets. mean, if you're trying to get. A lady that's it. interested in fishing, fish in or, or, or like a partner <laughs> that's interesting in fi- interested in fishing, that's, you know, I don't hate that. You're throwing your interests out there. That was Alex's job. Like, this is your hobby, and if it's something you're going to spend hours at outside of, like, your work, is that your best that's fo- not bad. So, is, is that your best, fo- I've not really done If it's online. something you care the most about, I Ryan, think that's a good So, call. Matt and I are old, we're out of this world. Like, okay. I would just imagine, like, sales. Like, you want to put your best foot forward. Even if, like, let's say you run a business and you run a car business, and what you really love is, like, thick, like fast, like, muscle cars. But, right. like, you, you don't sell a lot of those. Like, let's say our friends at Metro Ford, you don't see a lot of ads for, like, the Mustang because, like, they're getting the door with the SUV that everyone wants. So and then you reveal that you got the Mustang, and they'd be like, oh, there's a Mustang here? And then the, those who want the Mustang will be like, gravitate towards it, and then maybe get a Mustang. Right. Or the Ford Raptor or something like that. Right. But if you're going to try to do something like a little bit out of bounds, like if you're trying to sell yourself, then you should be selling yourself, I would think, more of like a, um, like not your niche not the thing. Because right. if you leave with fish, I would just imagine it's like this. Don't ever write a commercial and start with a question because what happens if the answer is no? <laughs> Are you in the market for a new car? No. All right, click. I'm out. I'm checked out. I have no, I have no cares to what you're saying for the rest of this commercial. <laughs> if you leave with a fish immediately... What's that thing? Immediately, no. Like it's just like you're yeah, not into but fishing. The people that are interested, they're interested. But like you are, it's like he's a, just weeding them out. But it's like hyper targeting. Like you don't like I, you're just targeting a small group of people. What happens if here's you're the so, thing? What happens if you're they're so not looking for a large group of fishing. people? They're only looking for one. They only want the, <laughs> they only want the girl who catches the big bass. Yeah. <laughs> The girl with the big bass is what Ryan Wollersheim is looking for. <laughs> yes, exactly. I think that's an Al Pacino line, right? <laughs> She's got a huge bass. <laughs> there it is. Hey, now. I love that. I think that's a good move. If if I was on a dating profile right now, curling stone in the photo. It'd yeah. be me and a curling rock. You yeah. also have a gold medal to hold up next to the curling stone. So I think it's no, a little no, different no, no, than no, no. We start with curling, just curling, and then we reveal... Because he also knows if they like curling, there's a really good chance that they probably already know. Oh, yeah. I mean, one hundred percent. Yeah, that's that's like the bonus. 
Start with your interests. Or they're like Dropnik fan. I don't know. One of the two. Like, hey, you look like that. You look like Dropnik guy. <laughs> <laughs> Can it be wealth management? They take the time to truly get to know and understand the dynamics of your values, goals, and plans for your family. No family fits your generic mold, neither should your financial plan. At Canopy, their clients' financial goals are something they're constantly striving to help reach maximum potential, which is why they work solely in your best interest. You define your goals. They work hard towards making them happen with their comprehensive financial planning. Go to canopy-wealth.com to get started with them today. That's canopy-wealth.com. Minute to Win It is coming up next, so I need two callers uh what uh, numbers are we doing here matt hamilton let's see we got jordan love is 10 and what's reed's number d reed is um oh shoot is he 87 i won't know that's romeo dobbs that's, that's romeo not, dobbs that's not well this uh, is not good guys. reed single this digit i'm not sure christian watson's nine so let's go nine and ten Call number nine, call number ten. You're entered for a minute to win it, which means you'll be guaranteed if you're picked to get a gift card from North South Seafood Smokehouse. 844-770-3776. Call number nine, call number ten. You are entered for a minute to win it, where Matt and I will compete. You pick the winner, and if you pick the right person, you're going to get a gift card to North and South Sea from the Smokehouse, a large one of $50. If you're entered, you get one for $25. Call, call number 9, call number 10, 844-770-3776. Minute to win it, coming up next. You're listening to Rutledge & Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Oh, here she go, either a little too high or a little too low. Got no self-esteem and vertigo, cause she thinks she's made of candy. Hey, ho, here she go, either a little too loud or a little too close for the hurricane. I want to get into this after we play Minute to Win It, Ryan Woolersheim, and we'll do that at the top of the hour. But All right. we could throw out, if you want to, maybe during the break, a another Iron Jock poll question, secondary Iron Jock poll question. Would All you right. rather... Trey Lance or Sean Clifford be the Packers' backup this year? I ask because Trey Lance is now the third quarterback for the 49ers. Sam Darnold has won the backup job there. Really? And Trey Lance at least gives you pounds of more potential than Sean Clifford, who, by the way, Sean Clifford is older than Jordan Love. Yeah. 25-year-old Sean Clifford, who was a bad Big Ten quarterback, is not going to be the next Brock Purdy. Like he's Even the way he plays, it doesn't project like that. Like, the problem I have with Sean Clifford, like he's got some nice physical skills, but the problem is those physical skills have never translated to being a smart quarterback who will make the proper decision in the game. And we've seen that in the preseason. Yeah. He's had some great physical throws, but then some horrendous interceptions. He's and, entertaining because he's so up and down, so left and right. He's like, very Gardner Minshew. Yes. And like, yeah, exactly. And Brock Purdy is very, I would say, precise. He's very he's kind of closer to like a, a Rich Gannon, you know, like those guys who are he he took the Raiders to the to the uh, Super Bowl back Thank when John Gruden was okay. the quarterback there. It wasn't that long ago. Or Brad Johnson, a former Vikings quarterback from the '90s as well. Very efficient. Not big arms, not big time playmakers, but you give them the ability. I think Brad had the ability to play with Randy Moss for a while and some of those oh, bombs from Brad helps. Johnson. Yeah. But my point being is that you don't have to be great to to feed the ball out there. Trey Lance has a ungodly amount of talent, but he just ha- like he got hurt. Yeah. Well, you know, he had to sit for a year, which made sense. Then he got hurt, and now his confidence is kind of shot. But like, as like, if you gave up like a conditional like fifth round pick or something for him, oh, a fifth round pick? Uh, yeah, I'm not. I mean, you're not gonna give up. I wouldn't give up anything of that real value. You'd have to wait to see how Jordan Love pans out this season. And well, I think the trade's gonna go happen bad. this off season. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, I think, I think they're gonna try to trade him right now. Oh, right now? Okay, yeah, I believe I read that they okay. were called the forty. They called the Vikings because Trey Lance is from Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Vikings have Nick Mullins and and. Kirk, Kirk Cousins, so like that's probably not what they're trying to but do. Kirk only has one year left in his deal, right? So maybe they'll circle back on that. But like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, we don't as much as Jordan Love looks nice in the preseason. We know Jordan Love right now looks like a better prospect than Trey Lance, but Trey Lance also gives you an extra year of being able to play something out because yeah. he's a year behind Jordan Love. It's just yeah. a thought. We'll talk about on the other side. Let's play minute to win it. Are you on Team Rutledge or Team Hamilton? I don't want to pick sides. This is the Minute to Win It presented by North and South Seafood and Smokehouse with three locations in Madison, DeForest, and Verona. Well, Trey Lance certainly is box office, and we were talking about 
some of the best stadiums in the NFL. I think you, I think Strofe brought it up on Monday show, correct? The, I think I did, yes. yes. The Athletic, towards the end of the show, yes. ranked the best stadiums out there. So it made me think, best stadiums, nicest atmospheres to watch a game in. What are the most expensive tickets in the NFL? So this coming season, I compiled the list for the most expensive NFL tickets for the 2023-24 season. And this is based off average cost of the cheapest tickets available. So are the these, season. but are these... Retail or are these secondary markets? Retail. So these are all sourced from SeatGeek. Okay, so I will say this that like for an example here, the Packers Bears game at Soldier Field, week one. Yeah. The get in the door ticket in the secondary market is three hundred and ninety dollars. Okay, so it's definitely much more than it was sold originally. So this this will be based off like initial sales. Okay. Initial so, sales market. Okay, interesting. All righty. All right. So are you ready, Jim? Oh, yep. And by the way, uh yeah. Tommy from Lone Rock. All right, so today. Tommy from Lone Rock picked me. He picked you. So yeah. hopefully he'll be able to get that $50 gift card from North and South Steve from the Smokehouse. I just ate there yesterday. I had the fish tacos, Taco Tuesday, two tacos, $10 with chips and salsa. It was outstanding. Whether you go to, I was at the one in Madison. I usually go to the one in Verona. The one in the forest is fantastic as well. All three places, you're going to get the same, same amazing experience. Family-friendly restaurant, great environment. You can take the food home. You can eat there. You can have them cater, any of those great things with North and South Sea for the Smokehouse. All right, let's play. All right, you get an extra point for that, but now your time starts now. All right, I'm going to go with uh, the New York Jets. The New York Jets are number seven most expensive, $170 per ticket. I will go with the Giants. The Giants? Not on the list, actually. Wow, okay. I will go with the Rams. Rams? Towards yes. the bottom of the list, actually. Wow, I figured an expensive stadium. They're in the bottom ten, but nobody wants to go see him this year. That's the thing; nobody's expecting much. Okay, but then that's secondary market because I'm talking like that's the original price. Original out. sales price? They were ninety nine dollars per ticket. Okay, so man, this is going to be tough then. Um, I'll go with Kansas City. Kansas City is number six on the list. Okay, so man, all right, We'll go with Philadelphia. Philly's number two, $226. Wow. All righty. Cheapest tickets. Crazy. Then we'll go with Buffalo. Buffalo is number four on the list, so you got four so far. All righty. Who else is good? about 15 seconds. Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. That's the obvious pick. Yes. Five. All righty. So now we'll go with the – I'll go with the Bengals. Bengals? Not in the top ten either. Okay, they're actually trying number to go fourteen. I was trying to go on good teams good after teams. my size market size didn't work for me, so I switched it up. <laughs> market size helps. Uh, is you know. is before we bring Matt in? Is Chicago on the list? Chicago is dead smack in the middle, number seventeen. Okay, yeah, I didn't think they'd be top ten because they no. usually um, are not too high unless they're really winning. All right, let's bring in Matt Hamilton here to see right, if he can. I had five. At five, yep. Five All right, piece. Matt Hamilton is now out there jibber jabbering with other folks. Hey, Matt Hamilton. He was sitting in here during the break, but he can't show up when he's supposed to. How's it going? To. Hey, we're just complaining this about you. This is easily my favorite segment because, yeah, I get that extra time to go gab. There you go. All well, right, gave Gabby. you a lot of extra time. All right, time Gabby. Today. All right, Matt. So you guys are Jim brought up at the end of Monday show. The nicest stadiums ranked by The Athletic in the NFL made me think about best places to watch a game. What are the ticket prices for those games? Oh, no. So, we got the list of the most expensive NFL tickets for the 2023-24 season. And as I explained to Jim, this is based off initial market price. So, sold at face value, not on the secondary ticket market. Oh, no. And this is all from SeatGeek. And the way we're, the way we're deciding the ticket prices is based off average cost of the cheapest tickets available for their, 17, for their however many home games at this stage. Okay. Stadium. So you got where I'm coming from? Yeah, so I have to say the team because there is yes. a stadium where two teams play. Exactly. Right, so okay, okay, I got it, I got it. All right, so your time starts now, Matt. I just feel like LA is expensive, so should, can I say the Rams? Uh, you can, but you'd be incorrect. Oh, my god! I got that one wrong, too. Okay. Well, Philadelphia. Yep, they are number two on the list, $226. I can't imagine Kansas City would be expensive, but they're so good. Kansas City. Kansas City, also on the list. When you're that good, your tickets are expensive. Yeah. Uh, the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills, also on the list, number four. Green Bay? Green Bay, on the list, number five, $204. Oh, wow. uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati, not in the top ten, actually. Oh, number okay. 14. So um, you got four right now. Miami's pretty expensive place. Let's go Miami. I'm going to officially lock it in. Not expensive enough, Matt. No! Hey, I got 13. the win. I got five. No! <laughs> All right. All right, let's run it out. Let's run. hear it. All right, so you guys... Go top to You're going to be mad at the five. first one you missed. Yep. You ready for it? It was the Dallas Cowboys, Matt. 
Oh, they're good, on, and I mean, it's a big market. Jerry's well, World. They're good is a little. Mm. They're a playoff team. But you're, oh, come on. They're, I mean, they're probably arguably one of the top two or three teams in the NFC, so that always helps. And then outside of that, it's the Eagles. After the Eagles, it's the Steelers. I don't think either oh, of you guys Oh, I forgot about the Steelers. Steelers. Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, they're just like the Packers, yeah. right? Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I didn't get the Packers. City, I didn't even think about it. I think it's too. I didn't think they were that expensive. I, yeah. They're hot to I mean, they People from Wisconsin will show I've up. literally never bought a Packer ticket. Oh, <laughs> so, like, humble I'm brag. Not, but I mean, I'm, I'm well. One, I wouldn't go to the games, but like, I would never paid for one. So, like, I literally have no concept. Even of what Packers they cost. Bears, you wouldn't go to that. I mean, at, at Lambeau, I wouldn't pay for it to be at Lambeau. No, I go to Soldier Field. Fair it's enough. like the same difference. No, that's fair. To, like Green Bay, like people, Madison. If you were going by proximity to the team, you'd be a Bears fan over a Packer fan. That's a good point. Okay, fair. I grew up. I grew up in the Fox Valley, so for me, it's a little different, but. Outside of that, number four was Buffalo. Then five was Green Bay. Six, Kansas City. Seven, the New York Jets. Matt missed that one. Oh, the Jets right then, now, I suppose, with Rodgers. Yeah, I put the Jets in there, yeah. And then eight, surprisingly enough, the Minnesota Vikings. Brand I was, new I was, I, was new see, I got scared after I went big market first. I only had one. That was one of my guesses I was putting in the back pocket. I should have gone with them over the Bengals. I mean, it's a big enough city, too. There's a lot of people there. It's a great stadium. I should have thought, like, side. Jim, you said Miami, and no offense, no knock on Miami fans, but Miami fans don't I show up until playoffs. Yeah. I, right? I knew it wasn't going to be Miami. They were number 13, so they weren't that far off the list. There's, then, a, there's some juice to them this year. So I oh, yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah, the uh, the horde is out and ready. Um, and then number nine is the Las Vegas Raiders. Can I say that? Yeah, that makes sense. And they're, you know, there's a loose excitement, but new stadium. Historic franchise. I would say that Tua is annoying me. I don't know if you've seen him. Like, his comments recently, now he's all up in arms because Ryan Clark, like, criticized him. And he's like, well, where I'm from, you don't ever talk bad about someone, another man, and all this stuff. Like, dude, just chill out. Like, you're a professional athlete. People are going to talk about your play. Like, grow up. Like, I don't know. He's 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 not he's on my list of a giant man baby. Okay. I'm not, I don't, so I don't think he's a – so I think Jordan Love – I'm not going to say he's going to pass him because I haven't seen him play yet, but I think he's more equipped to be an NFL quarterback than Tua. Okay. I think Packers fans would definitely take if Jordan Love was just a little better than Tua. Well, then he wouldn't be the fifth best quarterback in his own True, he'd be draft. the fourth. But the the team who has probably the second best quarterback in that draft was number 10 on the list, the L.A. Chargers with Justin Herbert. Uh, yeah. They were number 10. So the Rams actually in the bottom 10. Their ticket's only $99 per game. The Chargers, 151 <laughs> $99 and buying a Rams ticket ain't one thing I'm going to do with them. <laughs> Man, I mean, they're what? Two years removed from Super Bowl they glory? They were so bad last yeah, year. Yeah, I know. But People like, at NFL fans have short memories, especially I LA guess, fans. But, I mean, it, oh, first of all, let's be real. I still talk about the Packers winning the Super Bowl that over a decade ago, like it was yesterday, and cherishing those memories. Know, but like, Rams fans, you are two years removed, and you're already like, let those dip down to two-digit tickets? I would like to point out... Two-digit price tickets? One thing. The team has been there, what, four years? Yeah, they returned, <laughs> right? Because they were there for whatever, however long Yeah, it was they've been they gone Rams. for like 20 years and yeah. just returned. There's so many Raiders fans So I'm, in LA. I'm leading with that. And we, I would also like to point out that also in LA, there's the Lakers, there's yeah. other sports teams to support. And one more thing, and I'm saying this as kindly as possible. I would imagine... In December, if your team isn't winning football games and you could go to the beach in you know Southern California or go to the mountains or do one of a million other things or go watch your bad team in horrible traffic lose a football game, you might just pick doing the other stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, there's a reason. You do know. That's exactly what happened. That's why they're not filling it out. They're choosing I to do other things. So. Bad fans. Good lives, though. This is Relative Damn Table 10 presented by Coors Light. <laughs>